Hey everyone, welcome to the first 2021 episode of Yanks in Europe. We've got a ton on our plate today. Uh, we're going to go through a bunch of uh, players and how they've been playing over the last couple of weeks um, with how many games are coming really quickly during the new year. The United States men's national team has another camp going on from January 9th to the 24th. Also, we'll talk about the matches over the weekend that are coming up. And more importantly, we'll kind of give our little predictions for the uh, for the year, whether it be how team players are going to play for their clubs and for the men's national team. But we'll kick it off with uh, who seems to be possibly the best player at the moment for this uh, for the United States, Weston McKinney. Yeah, uh, obviously, he just come, came off winning his first player of the year for the national team. And... Right now, I, I know it could be a hot take, but I think Weston McKinney could be the best team right now for the national, uh, the best player on the team for, uh, for the U.S. right now. And, you know, it, it, uh, that's a lot to say. Obviously, there's Chris, Christian Pulisic. Uh, there's nothing against him. Um, it, it, it comes down to, obviously, the injuries, the hamstring. But on top of that, it comes down to his club. You know, Chelsea's just not performing right now. They've had probably, what, almost a month of really, really bad four losses out of six in the league exactly and and you look at that yeah maybe Pulisic is you know he's not playing to his best abilities but he he looks decent at times but you can definitely tell when the rest of the team is not playing well he kind of gets out of the game compared to Weston McKinney is thriving he's playing the best soccer he's ever played in his career right now over at Juventus and he's playing with Cristiano Ronaldo and Alvaro Morata up top at strikers who you know those are two really good uh, strikers up top and McKinney has been playing excellent. He's worked his way into the starting lineup for Juventus um, now, which is incredible. Obviously there's the whole thing with you, baby. I'm so impressed. They, they want to buy him outright. Cause obviously he's on loan right now from Schalke and they want to buy him outright as soon as possible. Cause they, you know, he's the, he's one of their guys in the, of the future playing at oh, midfielder. Um, sure. So I definitely think Weston McKinney, if, if you're looking at right now, um, for the national team, he's definitely the best player. He's number one right now for the national team with the way he's playing. Which is insane to think about, um, you know, just thinking where we were at, I don't know, six six months ago, five months ago in uh, when the Premier League came back and Pulisic was on fire and uh, mm-hmm. McKinney was playing for a team who hadn't won a game in seven months. Uh, we'll get to that later with uh, Schalke finally getting a win. But it, it's insane to think about that they've kind of flip-flopped a little bit. Um, Pulisic has t- gotten, I think, three injuries since uh, the FA Cup, like starting with the yeah. FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. Can't seem to get uh, form. And he's one of those who just he keep, needs to keep playing. He doesn't need that day off. He needs another yeah. day, another game. And he'll he'll catch his form. We know that. We've seen him do it uh, several times mm-hmm. in his career, in his very short career already. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, yeah, I, you know, you can't argue that he's – McKinney's been insane and it's awesome to see um especially like it in the in the Italian league this isn't something that we're used to seeing from American players Michael Bradley played there for a while but he's a holding midfielder um being the goal scorer and the assister that uh McKinney has been it's really cool to see against teams and they've got a big game this weekend against Inter that hopefully um McKinney's going to be healthy for yeah, um, obviously he got a little knock uh, in their game over the weekend and got subbed off in the 18th minute, but it didn't seem like anything. Uh, reports came out saying he pr- won't be playing midweek, but he should be healthy for the big game against Inter for the weekend, which would be great. Obviously, he uh, was the first American to score uh, in, over at uh, AC Milan, the first American to score um, where else? Over in uh, what Barcelona, I mm-hmm. believe. 
So it's just great to see him. You know, he's so many firsts that Weston McKinney is doing right now. And he's just playing excellent soccer right now. Exactly. But uh, so let's take it to Weston McKinney's current club, actually. Um, Matthew Hoppe, the 19-year-old American striker who has yeah. never been to any kind of camp for the United States men's national team, not at the 17-year-old, not at the 15 squads, not at the 19s, um, has scored a hat-trick in the Bundesliga in a 4 nothing win over Hoffenheim. Schalke hadn't won a game in 358 days and throttled Hoffenheim, and Hoppe had two lovely chips and spun around the keeper on, on his second goal. Um, also the fastest hat trick in the Bundesliga this year, it took him 21 minutes to get all three goals. Uh, Mm -hmm. what'd you think of his performance? Yeah. Um, I thought, thought he played excellent. And, um, honestly he could have had about four or five if there would have been some more balls played to him. Uh, he was making great runs all game. Mm -hmm. Um, whether, uh, Hoffenheim was playing the high back line and to his credit, he was making great diagonal runs, which is the best way as a forward to make a run stay on sides don't you know run in a straight line you're going to be outsides all the time so he was just making great diagonal runs and putting himself in position and he was scoring um literally every shot he had was a goal three shots three goals i mean you can't ask any more from your starting striker uh the first american ever to have a hat trick in the bundy's liga so i mean and, th- and that's saying something i mean we've had Gio Reyna obviously is a star in the bundy's liga right now christian Pulisic was in the bundy's liga uh two years ago um neither of them did it they've scored in there they've never had a hat trick in for pretty much an unknown to most american soccer fans and you know a lot of people 90 percent of american soccer fans are like who's who's matthew hoppe they've never heard of him um he he's a kid from new york i mean he played in the developmental academy um that's probably the closest thing he's gotten to playing for the national team um developmental academy is pretty much just a it's a you know the top level of club soccer that they play throughout the country to where if uh Atlanta United has a youth academy team or something like that's developmental academy so pretty much he played in something like that but like you said he never played on the U17 team he never played United I mean he's never played for the national team and this hat trick is definitely putting his name on the map obviously at striker to where we do not have a sure number one striker right now he just put himself right into the mix to where he can be that he's going to get a call for one of the coming up camps this year. Exactly. And it kind of just throws Berhalter in, in a, in another circle, looking at how many strikers and, uh, and forwards we've gotten. It's like, crap, what do I do? Um, can't play them all. Uh, we're lucky that we have a bunch of matchups, I guess, with um, COVID postponing a couple tournaments that 2021 is filled with, uh, with different tournaments. Um, so that'll give us a chance to see all of them in action to know that um, when the 2022 World Cup comes around, we're putting the right squad out there. Uh, but to, to take it, uh, continue on in the Bundesliga, you know, we've got a lot of players playing over there. Adams is getting, uh, getting game time whenever he's healthy. Um, They've been on a little bit of a funny stretch, Leipzig. You know, they'll beat uh they'll beat Bayern and then they'll draw, you know, anybody else. So uh it, it kind of just you know, uh for for a club like that, they they get up for the big games and sometimes they don't show up for those mid-table matches, which kind of sees them, you know, jump from second to fifth to sixth all the way back up uh kind of often. Um, but we'll go with your guy, Brooks. Uh, he's been just still killing it. They did lose a game. Um, however, they're not undefeated anymore, but uh, definitely the best defense outside of maybe Bayern in the, uh, in the league. Yeah, definitely. Um, Wolfsburg's been playing an excellent, uh, season this year. Uh, their defense has been excellent. John Brooks is obviously a big 
part of that offense. I know he was injured probably a month ago. It's where he missed a game or two. He's back now healthy. He's in that starting lineup for Wolves right now. And he's like, like I said, I mean, he had, he's had injury problems in the past, like, but the past two years, he's been solid. He's been healthy for the squad and, He's definitely that number one center back right now for the United States, and it's going to be so interesting. Um, it's going to be fun to watch to see who steps up and becomes that second guy next to him for the pairing in the World Cup. Yeah, there's a lot of names out there, but I don't think anybody is, uh even came close to cementing their spot the way he has. No. He's definitely there, and it's kind of just, you know, out of the five guys, five or six guys that are – that are in the line who can fit with them best. And I think it might not even be the best center back that goes with them. It'll be the best, uh, the best, you know, best pairing. pairing. Yeah. Who, who really works sure the yet. best with them. Yeah. yeah they're going to, they're going to try different lineups with Brooks in there and see just what works the best. Um, and it might not be what you want, but I think, uh, you know, we've got plenty of defenders and our defense is going to be spot on, uh, come this tournament. Um, yeah. yeah. Also just to close out Bundesliga, Gio Reyna, um, is continuing doing what he's doing. Uh, he's he doesn't start every game, which kind of lets me down a little bit. What do you think? Jaden Sancho hasn't been up to any type of form this year, finally scored over the weekend. So I think, uh, you know, they're just kind of giving Sancho more playing time just because of the name. Yeah, Sancho and Royce, uh, both of them have been out of form this year. Uh, obviously, Holland just came up back off of injury. So now you got Holland back in the lineup. I think what they're realizing is in Geo, uh, he doesn't have to play every game, he's gonna be there, he's gonna play as good as he can every single game he's if he misses a game or two he's not gonna be out of form i think they're realizing that with him compared to sancho and royce they probably need the playing time more than Gio Reyna, which is crazy because those are two big names right now in international yeah. soccer but they just have not been playing well um so i think that's good to boost their confidence uh for him to get a goal maybe you know we can see his season turnarounds where he's playing better and then uh, marco royce yeah, true. Um, so taking it out of the Bundesliga uh, really quick with Serginho Dest's performance for Barcelona. Barcelona has been climbing up the table lately. Um, how many wins in a, in a row is it? I believe it's six. Mm-hmm. And he's just the mainstay right now uh, as the yeah, wing back. Yeah, he, he, start, he starts every game uh, right now. And you could arguably say he's the second best player right now for the national team behind Weston McKinney. Um mm-hmm. Can we throw his name in there for the best player? Or, I mean, you probably not you could, love for defense. At the end of the day, he's the starting right back for Barcelona, who is arguably the biggest club in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, when when uh, you think of in club soccer, people think of Barcelona. Like that's that number one squad. You're going to think of Barcelona, then maybe Real Madrid, Manchester United, but Barcelona is always going to be at the top of the list. And the fact that he's 20 years old, starting at right back for Barcelona right now. He, I mean, he could be there for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, he, he, he's, you know, they said he was the right back of the future. It's no longer the future. He's the right back of the present. Like, it, yep. it's now. Like, this is his time. And uh, obviously, he had a breakout year this past year. But, I mean, just expect him to get better. I mean, especially with him playing a game in, game out with Barcelona, the quality of play over there on, on that squad, it's just going to make him so much better when he translates to the national team. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so, more time that we're going to spend in the Premier League than I thought we would if you were uh, asking me back in September with uh, how many players we thought would be getting playing time. Um, you know, we knew Pulisic would be playing a lot for uh, for Chelsea and mm-hmm. that um, either Ream or Robinson was going to get a good feel over at Fulham. But now, you know, Zach Steffen's getting playing time. Robinson is obviously still killing it. Um, Ream finally got some more uh, match time over the weekend with the FA Cup. He hadn't been playing that much in, in the Premier League. And yeah. DeAndre Yedlin is back. Yeah, that, he um, 
Yellen has really not played at all this whole year, and probably within the last two to three weeks, he finally has gotten some playing time, and he's put out some excellent performances for Newcastle United. Um, when you look at him, he was pretty much out of the picture when you look at, at fullbacks right now, uh, especially in the right-back position. You could arguably say he's number four on the depth chart at right-back right now. I mean, you got Dest, you got Cannon, obviously Brian Reynolds, uh, who's on the up and coming. He's about to go overseas, and Yedlin. Um so Yedlin's like, you know, he he's 27. He's the oldest of the bunch. He's not old by any you know stretch of the imagination, but um, he just wasn't playing. So it, we would love to see him keep playing for Newcastle. If that's not going to be a thing, definitely he would want to transfer, uh, get a transfer to go get some playing time so he can get his name back in the, the national team discussion right now. Exactly. And Trez Ponspor was one of the clubs that have uh, uh, like have shown interest. And I kind of have a feeling that this like, form that he's been getting and like the three or four starts he's had over the last couple of weeks has to do with him getting um a good deal for um for Newcastle rather than than them just like shipping him off and it he might not be in any part of Newcastle's future plans or anything like that this these uh starts may be purely so that they get more money for him on the transfer market right yeah yeah and I, and I can definitely see that too to let him play uh show what he can do and to potentially get a better offer for him yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it is business and they got to do what they got to do. If, uh, you know, if it's not working out over there, I, I hope it works out somewhere else. Um, you know, and if he, if he finds the right team, it, it'll be great. And he'll get, uh, if he gets transferred, he's going to be a starter. I think just, uh, knowing the kind of talent that we do ha- know he has, and we've seen him, uh, show in several matches for Newcastle and for the United States team. So it'll be great for him. Um, yeah. but to kind of take it into our next little segment here, we've got another United States men's national team camp going on. Um, there's a rumored match that could be going on in the United States, uh, towards the end of January. Um, a couple teams have been like quietly announced. Um, I think maybe it could be Costa Rica who really knows, but I think the targeted date was January 31st. Um, Mm -hmm. so we've got a camp going on January 9th to January 24th, uh, two weeks where players are just getting to know each other, starting to gel, playing a bunch of practice matches. Um, I think it's great for the club. Uh, if you want to kind of break down uh, what the roster is looking like, it's a it's a different looking roster, right? Yeah, so um, the senior team, it's only a 12-man roster, um, and majority of these names are going to be well-known names. People are going to know who they are. Um, for for goalkeepers, we got Sean Johnson for uh, from New York City FC. And the other keeper, Matt Turner, who um he's he's had no caps for the national team. Uh, so if there is a game, potentially Matt Turner might potentially get his uh, first cap for the national team at goalkeeper. Love debut caps, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got Aaron Long and Walker Zimmerman. Those two are have been in the national team before. In the midfield, you got Kellen Acosta, Sebastian Leggett, and then Christian Roldan. Like, again, those are three uh, names that people have heard of. They've been in the national team for the last three to four years. If you're watching MLS, you know these guys. Yep. And uh, the four forwards, you can say, you know, everybody knows. Uh, we got Josie Altidore. Obviously, he's um, out of all active players for the national team. He's the highest goal scorer right now. The most caps on this team of 12 by far with 115 caps mm-hmm. right now. Um, Paul Ariola is back, uh, obviously just coming off an of injury. Jordan Morris finally is back into the lineup. He obviously was not there for the match in December because of the MLS playoffs. So it's good to see Jordan Morris back now. And then um, Chris Mueller off of a great performance in the December camp. Uh, 
he he's called back into the national team again. Yeah, well team. well deserved call up. And yeah. uh, so along with this uh, this twelve man roster, they released a twenty six man U twenty three roster. And yeah. um, just from what we've been reading and all the whispers that are going around is that um, this twelve man uh, national team roster will turn into a twenty three, and they'll take you know ten or eleven guys from this U twenty three list and. Just don't want to like uh, spend too much time on all of the names that are on there because there's a lot of guys who uh, you know we're not going to see anytime soon besides this camp just because of the situation of it. Um, David Ochoa, the goalkeeper, young guy. I think he's the goalkeeper of the future, being that we don't really have our eyes on one at the moment who's young and ready to go. Um, Zach Steffen's what 25, 26. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Johnson is roughly the same age. We don't have that like 18, 19 year old that people have their eyes on. I think Ochoa can be that guy. Yeah. Uh, Julian Araujo, we got Robinson, we've got Reynolds, and we've got Vines, uh, all in defense, all mm-hmm. great names, all I expect to be playing in Europe in the next two to three years. Um, Araujo actually, um, j- just this week, has grown interest from Tottenham Hotspur, uh, yep. so could have another uh, another American playing over in London, joining uh, you know Pulisic mm-hmm. and Robinson and Ream. Um, it would yeah. be uh, pretty sweet to get in that London rivalry. Um, also Tessman and Yeovil in the midfield and your boy, Daryl DK up front. DK's getting yeah. on this, uh, on this squad for the, um, for the game late January, you think, right? Yeah. A hundred percent, especially with him, uh, having to, uh, getting hurt in the last camp to where he wasn't able to get any playing time. Uh, you can definitely expect them to get him on that senior team to where he's there with Josie out because Josie's the only striker right now on the, on the 12 man roster. So Daryl DK would be that second guy. You could potentially see them starting next to each other or DK getting subbed in for Josie out the door. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so just a couple, couple names who aren't on the list. Uh, two of them uh, that you may, uh, may have been expecting if, uh, if you were just like not really reading into it. Michael Bradley has decided to stay in Toronto. They're having a management change uh, where they're, they're welcoming their new manager. And as captain of Toronto FC, he wants to be there, show him around and be there just to mm-hmm. lead, lead the charge. And uh, also Zardes did catch an injury. Um, the, the champion Zardes, who uh, I was kind of hoping to see on this list, that was a bit upsetting. Um, yeah. Are there any names that, that you uh, expected to be here that you don't? I would have liked to see Ricardo Pepe. Um, he's grown mm-hmm. some interest from Juventus. I think this would have been a really cool spot for him to kind of get situated with the USMNT. I know he's a dual citizen, yeah. like not dual citizen, but he can, he can play for, um, you know, a couple other countries. And it would have been nice to see uh, him get the nod, especially with scoring in the MLS playoffs and kind of already making him his, a name for himself to not get here. It was a little upsetting for me. Yeah, no, definitely. And I could say um, Caden Clark could be another guy, a young guy for New York Red Bulls who's been playing really well, who he was also left off the the roster um, in late December and people were questioning it. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's 17 still. He he still has time to where he can be on the youth roster and then potentially get called up to one of these national teams uh, throughout 2021 with all the games happening. Yeah, for sure. And then you've got names like uh, Paxton Pomichael, James Sands, who are both very, uh, very young uh and Sands, you know, can play anywhere from center defensive mid to center back. And uh, Michael's a good midfielder that they, they both caught injuries during the regular season in the MLS, and we didn't really know when they might be good. I guess they're not uh, not quite up to to play in a camp because those are names that I think deserve to be uh, in this list of uh, the U23s. Um, you know, it, it'll be awesome, though, to, to congratulate some players in a couple of weeks that, that end up moving up to the to the list of 12 and getting ready for the game uh, in late January. I know I'm really excited for it. I love gearing up for any kind of friendly with uh, how COVID-19 Probably. has been um, and not having any – we haven't played a competitive match in, uh, shoot, almost two years now. 
so I'm kind of just I'm ready for anything, man. Um, but let's uh, let's throw it over to our 2021 predictions. Uh, I'll let you kick it off with who is going to be the top goal scorer for the United States men's national team in the top five leagues in Europe. In top five leagues in Europe. So obviously the the go to guy everybody would say would be Pulisic right now. Um, uh, um, so we got Pulisic. McKinney could be in that conversation. Uh, Geo, if I if I had to pick one, I'm I'm gonna go with Pulisic. Even though with how he is playing right now, I still think that he will find his form. Chelsea's gonna find their form. They're gonna get out of their little slump that they're having right now. And especially with the quality of talent that they got up front around Pulisic, it's just gonna make his life a lot easier when it when it yeah. comes to goal scoring. He does have one goal this. Um, I guess calendar year for the Premier League. So if you're counting from the beginning of the season, he does have a goal for in Premier League right now. Um, I mean, you got Matthew Hoppe who has three right now. He's McKinney got three probably already. has. That's what I'm saying. Like, do we have? Yeah. Can we throw it, his name in there? I mean, he's yeah, got, I mean, you could. Yeah, he's I mean, winning right I, now. I, and I would expect him to continue starting for Shaka. Oh yeah, he's going to so, start the um, rest of the year. That, there's a great, there's a great chance that you know he could be up in that conversation. Definitely, McKinney is going to be in that conversation. Geo's in the conversation. Um, you potentially see Tim Weah if if he keeps getting more mm-hmm. playing time over in Lille. Uh, Tim Weah could be in that. So I mean, it, it's it's a great uh, conversation to be in. But I'm gonna go Pulisic. And then if we're looking for assists, Gio. Um, I think Gio is my guy for uh, the assist right now. Gotcha. Um, I, I think um, you know, just because of minutes played and positions that they're playing, I'm gonna go Hoppe. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking there we're about halfway through the Bundesliga year for uh, already for the 2020-2021 season. Um, mm-hmm. and out of all those attacking um, minded players that we've named, he's gonna have the most minutes. I think out of all of them, he's yeah. there out and out nine of the nine right now. Um, they're in a spot where they don't have a lot of money. They're not gonna bring in many players in January. More than likely, players are going to leave um so that they can just afford um and they're going to be in a relegation battle and every goal is going to count and he's going to keep having opportunities you know Pulisic starts it seems to be every other game uh him he maybe plays two out of three um Reyna does not start every game right now over at Dortmund and uh just McKinney being in the midfield I think the goal we know who where the goals come from at Juventus and they don't they're not going to be coming from him so why not Hoppe in 2021 if if he continues to, to be with Schalke? Now, if Schalke gets relegated, that's a whole totally different story, and my prediction is stupid. Um, because if they get relegated, obviously half of this year he won't be playing in the top uh, in a top league. Uh, yeah. But that, that would be my prediction for goal scorers. And assists, I got to agree with you on Reyna. It seems like if him and uh, if he starts with Holland, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Holland puts everything in the back of the net. So. Exactly. He's just outside of Robert Lewandowski at the moment, probably just the most lethal striker in the world. Uh, you know, if, if he sees goals, he, he's shooting it and it's going to go in, which is Agreed. insane to see it. He's 20 years old. I mean, they're, we're seeing strikers get, uh, get better at a younger age uh, as we move on. And it's, it's awesome. So, you know, for the United States men's national team scoring for the team, where, where are you thinking with all of the good games that we have and all these different kind of camps that we're going to have, who's going to score the most goals in the red, white, and blue jersey? Yeah, uh, I want to go with a, a surprise pick. I, I, I think who's going to be starting at striker for this national team. Now, obviously, with COVID and all, it's it's not going to be easy. We're not going to have the same squad every single time uh, playing for the national team. Uh, you, for example, how this roster is all MLS guys pretty much. Um, 
but I, I want to say for me, I want to go with uh, Josh Sargent. I think Sargent right now is the number one striker for the national team. Uh, I know you got Altidore, you got Tim Weah. Uh, I still think Sargent's that number one. Obviously, his club situation is not ideal right now mm-hmm. and would love for him to go play at a different club, but I still think there's so much upside with Josh Sargent when it comes to physicality and his speed, and he's still a great finisher. And if you can have Sargent playing up there with the likes of Gio and Pulisic and all, feeding him the ball, I think it's just going to help Sargent a lot. I, I, I got you there. I'm going to go with um, – this might surprise you a little bit, but I'm just thinking strategically with how COVID has been and where the games are going to be played and how they're going to be able to make these rosters. Mm-hmm. I think Altador. Yeah. I think Altador is probably going to have a couple games against uh, you know teams of lesser, uh, lesser impact and probably bag three or four at least once. I can um, see that. We've seen Definitely. it happen before. Altador has hat tricks for the United States men's national team, but against yeah. like Bermuda and this and that. Like, yeah. And, you know, with, with how it's going to be with the CONCACAF Nations League finishing off in the semifinals of that, how the World Cup qualifiers might end up being, depending on if we get our shit together. Um, and, you know, just this, uh, the, the cycle that we're going to see play out, unless we have, for some reason, games in Europe, he's probably our main striker. There's more than likely. Uh, at least for the first half of the year. So I think he ends up being the top goal scorer in, for uh, mm-hmm. for red, white, and blue. And, um, you know, with with that being said, I think we end up leading to assists. Uh, where, where are you going on the midfield? Who's going to be our main midfielder if we're staying strong MLS? Is Jordan Morris going to bag a bunch of assists to Altidore? I think, I think Morris is the guy because uh, he's going to be starting out on the wing and – it, he does it for Seattle too. He bags a bunch of assists for Seattle Saunders, and I think he's going to do the same thing for the national team when he's playing out there on the wing. Yeah, I'll have no complaints if that's what happened. Hopefully, he doesn't get a Europe transfer though, and ends up not being able to play on these squads. Yeah. Then. So it depends on which side of that you're on. Um, I think he'd do really well in Europe though, and I would love to see him play in a top five league over there. Um, so to kind of just we're going to take this into the the match days for for the weekend. There's a lot of games going on, a lot of possible matchups between United States men's national team players, which is the best thing to look forward to uh, when you've got big clubs playing each other. Um, so I'm going to start it off though with the Newcastle-Sheffield game. Yedlin's been playing day in and day out, it seems like, the last three weeks. Um, yeah. And Sheffield is sitting at the bottom of the table. They have two ties in like 19 games, and that's all their points, two. Uh, so this looks to be another game for him. Sheffield should win this pretty i don't want to say handedly because anything can happen when they're professional footballers um yeah. but this seems like a, a clean sheet one or two nil win for um for newcastle, newcastle. yeah definitely i completely agree to expect yellow to get the start and also uh wolves versus everton do we th- see uh that's play tomorrow so he he played four minutes in the uh in the game over the weekend so mm-hmm. i think this is a spot for him to start and it I don't want to say it'd be a very pressure-filled start for him, but Everton's a big club. They, they're really good. They've played very well this year. Um, you know, th- their form is a little bit gone from what they started the year on, uh, winning the first five. Um, mm-hmm. But, that you know, they're no slouches. They've got a lot of good players out there, and I think this would be a really good matchup for, for him in that against that Everton midfielder with the likes of, like, James Rodriguez, Richarlison, like – bunch of big names that he could be playing against and I, I think it looks to be a good matchup for him what do you think yeah yeah I completely agree I would love to see him get out there and have another chance obviously he played an excellent half against Chelsea which is kind of his breakout game uh mm-hmm. this year in the, in the Premier League and he's been continuing to get first team minutes and would love to see him get another start yeah I agree uh we got two more midweek games uh London Derby Spurs Fulham 
Robinson plays this, obviously. Um, he got a, got a good rest over the weekend where they uh, they won their FA Cup match. Tim Ream got a got a big start and uh, helped them get that win. Robinson's going to play. He's going to have a hard matchup against whoever Spurs puts out on the wing, whether it's Son, whether it's Bale, uh, whether it's Lucas Mora, whoever's out there, it's going to be tough for him. Um, but I'm excited to watch it. That's Wednesday at 315. How do you think he'll fare? Uh, I think I think he's going to do great. Um, he he played wonderful against Liverpool, pretty much locked down Mo Salah by himself. Um, I know you see that meme with uh, him taking out his pocket and you see the keys <laughs> and the wallet and everything. Own um, wallet keys. Robinson has been excellent. Yeah, he's been excellent this year. I think he he's the biggest surprise, honestly, out of all guys for the national team. Because mm-hmm. when we saw the full-on transfer coming, we're like, okay, well, he, he might play here and there. I don't think we expected him to be this doing this well to where he's one of the better left top five left backs in the Premier League this season mm-hmm. right now. And his stock is only going to rise the, the, the better. And this is a, another game to where his if he plays excellent, his stock is going to rise even more. Exactly, exactly. Um, and if they, I'm just, you know, hoping that they stay up though and he can continue growing at Fulham. I think that's a perfect club for him to grow. Um, yeah. But if they go down, you know, he's obviously going to end up somewhere else. Uh, mm-hmm. We've also got City Brighton. Um, look for Zach Steffen to start again to keep it going. Um, he's got a couple clean sheets in the last uh, few matches. He probably should have had a clean sheet against Chelsea in their 3 1 uh, win where Hudson Adoy scored pretty late. Uh, you know, he's, he's finally getting the playing time that he deserves due to Ederson, uh, Ederson's COVID, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, correct. You know, COVID, uh, COVID blessing, I guess, for uh, Zach Steffen. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, it's, we knew what kind of talent he had. It's just about, you know, him finally getting his game time. And this game time is really important because it, it shows Burhalter uh, something that he hasn't been able to see with all the games that he hasn't been able to play and, um, without, uh, without us having a lot of camps and this and that, um, you know, we knew what we had there and he's proving it and I love it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah. So, so that's but for, uh, uh, weekend. What about for weekend. Yeah. So for weekend Bundesliga, I think is the big, uh, is the big spot besides a couple of matches outside, uh, mm-hmm. Saturday at nine 30, we've got Wolfsburg Leipzig and, Brooks and Adams should both be starting this game, and it's a big game for the top six in uh, in the Bundesliga. Both teams are are fighting to either get a Europa League or maybe even a Champions League spot. Um, Leipzig's been there a couple years in a row, obviously semifinalists last year. Uh, but Wolfsburg is they're right on their toes, man. And if they can find a if they can find the back of the net, Wolfsburg is a team that that should be going to Europe. Uh, so I think this is going to be a huge match. Who do you think takes it? I, I want to go uh, with Wolfsburg. I just think their defense has been playing excellent all season. And like you said, all it takes is for them to get back one or two goals. And that could be that could be it. And that, that could be the winning, winning solution for them because their defense has just been that good this year. You think they find a way past Upamakano? I think they can. I think they can. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to write that down. Wolfsburg beats Leipzig. Uh, we've got also all the games on, uh, on Saturday are 930 kickoffs. We've got Bremen versus Osberg. This looks to be a good start for Josh Sargent. Um, kind of, he needs to get back on the on the score sheet, uh, get his confidence up a little bit. And Bremen, who you know, they're they're very inconsistent uh, team, um, and kind of we need to see some consistency out of Josh Sargent. As you say, you think he's our number one striker? He needs to start showing that, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think the club is the big a big issue for him right now. It's it's not really his talent. It's more of the club he plays for. And just the quality of play is just not there. It's not there compared to other clubs where our national team guys are playing at. Um, 
But then again, when he's getting these chances, he's got to put them away, regardless mm-hmm. if he's getting one or five chances every game. I mean, if he if he has something, he has to do the best he can with with his limited amount of chances he's getting right now. Exactly. Uh, kind of just to compare it, Tim Weah, he's doing what he can with his chances. You know, he's playing far less minutes than any striker over in France uh, for 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 Losk, and he's putting away what what he gets. Um, also, uh, in the Bundesliga, we've got Dortmund is playing Mines. I think this is a good spot for Reyna. Uh, we've, we've said it before that he was going to get an assist. This is the game. He's getting an assist this game. Um, and I'm going to say it's to Holland. I'm, yeah. I'm guaranteeing. Uh, I think, yeah, this is definitely 18. a game where he's getting this an is, assist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll take it around, uh, around Europe the rest of the weekend. Uh, another London Derby, Sheffield. I mean, sorry, Fulham versus Chelsea. Two Americans facing off. Depending Again. on how stupid Frank Lampard wants to drop his lineup. Pulisic might end up on the right side going against Robinson. Yeah, um, it, it, it will be um, something to see if that happens. Um, obviously, you know, wait an hour before kickoff to see what the lineup will be. We would expect Pulisic to be on the left side, but you never know with uh, Lampard what he's going to pull out with that lineup right now. It, it's kind of, uh, it, it changes every day. It changes every game, every, every match. You never see the same 11. He could be playing on the left. He could be playing on the right. Um, just expect it to be a good match. I expect Pulisic, Chelsea being the stronger side, I think Pulisic is going to play really well against Fulham. Um, and I expect Robinson to do really well for Fulham too and you know, pretty much be able to hold his own against one of the top teams in Premier League. Totally agree. Hopefully he doesn't do too well against Pulisic or Ziyech, honestly, though. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, that'll take us into Sunday. Uh, the big game for Sunday is probably that Inter-Juve game, uh, 245 on ESPN+. Plus. Hopefully McKinney's healthy for it. I know he's not going to play midweek, just precautionary for rest. The, yeah. the thing that worries me is he only played 18 minutes over the weekend. They pulled him off quick. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's like just fear of like being able to injure something worse. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was so, already not feeling great going into So I it. think the rumor was, you know, the, like the day before the match, he kind of had felt something like a little tightness in training and to where I guess he felt it again in the early in the match. Mm-hmm. And Perlo just, you know, being the smart manager he is, he's like, I'm not going to know. Like, yeah, you know, I don't want this to be any more serious than what it is. So, you know, they're trying to nip it in the butt when they can. So, you know, so it doesn't become something serious to where he's missing weeks, you know, upon weeks of action. Exactly. Good. Good point. Uh, also, City versus Palace. Um, we could see Ederson back at the weekend. I'm not quite sure. If not, if, if Ederson is not uh, cleared through the protocol, uh, the COVID protocol, it will be Zach Steffen once again. Yeah, Steffen's going to start again. Yeah. yeah. So that's, so that's it, great just to see him get. Yeah, what would that be? A fifth start? Yeah, it would be his fifth. Yeah. So it's just going to come down to see if Ederson is cleared from COVID and if he is, if he's, you know, game ready and all. Um, so potentially, even if he is cleared, he may not just be match fit ready to where Stefan might end up starting again over the weekend. Exactly. And P- Palace, that looks to be a good, another good, uh, a good showing for him. And to close it out with uh, Schalke Frankfurt Sunday at noon, uh, this, there could be two Americans playing in this game. Uh, definitely Matthew Hoppe and possibly uh Timothy Chandler, he didn't get that much playing time for Frankfurt, but uh, I would love to see him get in there just just to say that we saw two Americans play each other again in the Bundesliga. Yeah, um, it seems like it's going to happen twice this this weekend. We'll love to see it happen three times. Uh, that would be really good. But yeah, Hoppe coming off the hat trick right now. I mean, he's pretty much the guy that all the talk is right now. So it will be interesting to see how he plays against Frankfurt, which is you know another opponent to where we could definitely see him get chances uh, of getting some more goals. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, but it's it's going to be a week filled of action starting tomorrow um, with a bunch of games. And I'm, I'm going to look forward to watching all as many of them as possible. Not all of them. I don't have the time for that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll keep everybody updated over on Twitter. And also we've got our Facebook group finally up, up and running. If you guys want to join in, join on the conversations. We're going to post a, a bunch of questions out for all the fans and just uh, kind of get the conversation going a little bit better on uh, on where the team is and what what everybody thinks is going on. Also, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, everyone. But thank you so much uh, for, for listening in, and we'll see you guys later. Yeah, see you.